times on when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages. Talk about your songs. Talk about John 316. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Wait! Pause the motivators. I am broken, my hearty, and I would like to inform all of you out there in the multiverse about one of the most wonderful podcasts in existence, yes. It is called The Go Home Show, and it is hosted by Jordan and Nick, and they are both true subscribers to my broken brilliant, yes. They talk about wrestling. They cover everything in the wrestling multiverse. Make sure to check them out, The Go Home Show, as you will find it absolutely stupid. And we're back with another episode of the Go Home Show with your boy Jordan here, my homie Nick. Hey, what's happening, guys? How are you? Hey, man, just hanging out. How you doing? How's your week been? Shit, it's been long and it's been long, bro. <laughs> a lot of work, uh, a lot of wrestling. That's the, that's the the high end, high point of my week is watching wrestling pretty much. Absolutely. Has been. What about you? How was your weekend? Not too bad. I mean, since the last time we talked on the show, we finally got that Oompa Loompa out of here. Get so, this fucking bum out of here. So that's 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 a good thing. Watched a whole lot of wrestling this weekend. New Japan had their power struggle, which we'll get into. And, of course, AEW Full Gear, which we'll also get into. So, yeah, yes, sir. good weekend of wrestling. I'm not going to talk about the Bears game because it was – terrible experience what happened <laughs> it sucked <laughs> no boo but besides that yeah just hanging out man just hanging out there you go it's uh we pushed back the recording to tuesday because there was some special news that was going to happen and it just happened a few hours ago AEW had their uh, game announcement and man i'm stoked i'm really excited because they announced not one what not two what <laughs> But three. What? Oh, sorry. Just three. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> three video games. Not, not just one. Not two or three. Or just two. It's three, man. Two mobile games Ooh. and one console game. And the way to describe the console game is it's like a No Mercy style game, which is being worked on by Ukes, which is huge because that's who did like all the best WWE games. <laughs> yeah. They did Here Comes the Pain, No Mercy, all of those. They even they did up to they worked with 2K on the 2K series, but that was like a more 2K heavy franchise, obviously. Mm. But I'm really excited for these for this console game mostly because they brought in the guy who was like the head developer on No Mercy, uh Def Jam Fight for New York, Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> Those are bangers. Those are all banger games for sure. Exactly. His name is uh, Hideyuki Iwashita. Sorry if I'm butchering his name. Uh, but he's like a Japanese developer, and he was the brain, the brainchild behind all that. So that's definitely huge for this game because that's a good mind to be behind it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know those games sold very well. And I feel like there's more of a cult, not cult following, but... There's more love for Def, those Def Jam games now more than ever. 
because I don't know if they sold super well when they came out. I don't know Mercy did too. Yeah, that absolutely. actually sold really well. I have a I copy of Def Jam right behind me as yeah. we speak. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Literally like right over there. <laughs> Which one, Vendetta or Fight for New York? Fight for New York. Yeah, I think I had Vendetta for the GameCube. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That Fight was... for New York's one of my favorite games ever. Hell yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, that was the first fighting game I remember where it was like slow motion. Yeah, like parts, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. Yep. Yeah. When you would do like your special move, you would go into a blaze mode, I think they called it. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you grab the guy by his <laughs> legs and like smack him around Looney Tunes style. Yeah, you do it. It depended on the character, man. That man, uh, who they have? Go- they I had, had Fat Joe. Always Flavor Flav. <laughs> Fat Joe, Fat was, Joe was, he was crack on there, wasn't he? Yeah, Joey Crack. That's right. He was OP, man. He was like the worst person to go against. He would just work everybody. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Joe Budden. Oh, Joe Budden. Who else was on there? They had everybody. Uh... David Banner was one of my favorites. David Banner. Catchphrase. Yes, yes. I'm dude. from David the Banner, M. Not Joe Budden. Uh, Joe Budden would be on the new one, maybe. Hey, that'd be crazy. <laughs> they need to make a new one, man. That'd be crazy. I, I've like always wanted that for so long, just because I love those games. <laughs> I want to say that they talked about doing a new one, but I might have just been seeing teasers or something. Yeah. But speaking of teasers, they showed a little gameplay from the AEW game here, and it looked really, really good. The model is more of like a uh, an arcade style, but like the the movement and like the gameplay itself looked amazing. It looked exactly, it looks so accurate. Mm. They had Kakao Shida and Kenny Omega in there. The first it first started off with the uh, Omega and Jericho, and it, they both looked really cool. And they're the they did a few moves. Jericho went for the Judas effect, and Kenny went for the one wing angel. And then it cuts a Karushita and Kenny Omega and their exchange was awesome because she did the Falcon Arrow and it looked exactly how she does it. It was sick. <laughs> it can be it can't be any worse than fucking 2K the last one. Yeah, absolutely not. That game I can barely play for five minutes without it crashing on me. It'll be interesting to see if, if that's something that's also available to do in the game where you can create your own character or you know, download other people's characters. I hope you know, so. That shit will be endless, but it will be interesting to see what it comes out on. If it comes out on these new gen systems, they said know, both are ready. Actually, they confirmed they're it both for, ready right now. Not both ready, but like it's going to be next gen and current gen. Beautiful, nice, which is awesome. So they didn't announce just that. Like I said, they announced Elite GM which is going to be a mobile general manager mode game, which I know Austin Creed is pissed off right now because he's been trying to get WWE to do this for years. He's been, like, pushing for it. He's been, like, vocally pushing for it, and they wouldn't do it. What is that exactly, general manager game? So it's going to be, like, you get to book your own promotion. You get, like, you pick your players, and you get to book the shows. And Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so it's going to be sick. And then the third game they announced is a... Uh, <laughs> It's called AEW Double or Nothing Casino. So it's like a casino game, like poker, slots, and all that. Apparently, there's going to be like, you can win. If you go in the tournament, you can win like AEW prizes and stuff like that. So it's going to be cool. That's dope. I'd like to play that because I haven't been to a casino and I've been wanting to go back to one with COVID. <laughs> and I have no money. So it works out. It's a win win. There you go. <laughs> that one's going to be the first one coming out. It says this winner. So that's, that should be coming soon. Dope. Very cool. Which is very awesome. So very excited for the 
AEW games whole like everything about AEW games in general. So I'm really excited about that. The main people who they had on the whole presentation was Aubrey Edwards, Kenny Omega, and then they had cameo appearances from uh, Britt Baker and Cody. Mm. They they all did like a talk like the you know how like the E three they have like the presentations. They did that type style of thing. It's gotcha. pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. Gives it a big uh like it's a big deal, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, 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 they definitely made it seem like a big deal. It was really cool. But speaking of really cool, man, like I mentioned before, this weekend New Japan Pro Wrestling had their power struggle. And I'm just gonna run down the results real quick and then also talk about what the results of this show have been announced to have to do with the main events for Wrestle Kingdom. Ooh. So it opened up with the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 match. It was a uh, no turnbuckle match between Toruyano and Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Yano. <laughs> and uh, Yano won by countout because <laughs> while him and Zack were brawling on the outside, Zack was like his feet were under the one of the, like the barricades because they had just both like fallen or something. And while they were down, Yano tied his boots together. <laughs> so Zach was stuck to the barricade. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, <laughs> hilarious. Yano rules. He does, man. He does. But in the next match, it it was a little bit of a different style than the first one, I would say. <laughs> Never open no weight championship. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. No ha ha here. Never open weight championship match. Shingo Takagi against the champion at the time by Nero Suzuki. Ooh-wee. They beat the hell out of each other, man. <laughs> There's no haha, only smack, smack, punch, punch. Exactly, man. This was a brutal match. And <laughs> Shingo ended up picking up the win here with the last of the dragon. It, it was like a probably, I'd say, like 19, 20 minute match. It was a banger, man. Definitely nice. Recommend checking that out. It was really cool. And uh, the match that followed that was the in ring singles debut of the Great Okan. He had a match against the Rainmaker Kajushko Okada, and it ended up being called by rest stoppage with like probably like 15 minutes in because Okada put on the money clip and Great Okan tapped out. <laughs> or not tapped nice. out, but passed out, I guess would be a better way to put it. Oh, he, shit. Didn't, he didn't tap out. <laughs> I didn't tap. And after the match, Will Ospreay, who was at ringside dressed to the nines, he had the expensive watch on he had he was drinking champagne at ringside he had that sonata drip exactly he does a little promo after and says he used okada to become a bigger star and now he doesn't need him anymore but then he went on to challenge kazushka okada one-on-one at wrestle kingdom oh they are about to put on a banger (laughs) oh yeah that could easily be the fucking main event yeah that that could that's gonna that could steal the show easily man because Okada doesn't miss at Wrestle Kingdom, man. He, no, he, he God, just no. simply does not. <laughs> he doesn't miss really in general, but definitely not at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, for sure. And Osprey, this is he said himself, this is what he has to do to prove to himself and the world that he's the best wrestler on the planet. So what do you think happens? Do you think anything happens in between then? Do you think somebody else joins his group? Do you think somebody joins his group at Wrestle Kingdom? I have a sneaky suspicion. So this weekend, Game Changer Wrestling had a show in New Jersey 
And one of the matches on that show was Alex Zane's final independent show. Interesting. And, and I, in my mind, I have this idea he could be the next person joining Osprey's group. That'd be fucking dope. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be really sick because he's got the big man. He's, you know, he's, he could use another high flyer or exactly. Yeah, man. Because he moved That'd up to cool. the the Ospreys in the heavyweight division now, so he could use a junior on his side. Right. I think that'd be perfect. That'd be dope. What's the name of his group again? The um, the Empire. The Empire. That's right. Yep. I think that could be really cool. I haven't heard any rumors to where he's going, and I don't think anybody really knows. He's been done a good job of keeping it under wraps, so. I would love to see Zayn go full time New Japan because he's done those like New Japan show strong shows out here, the one they've been doing in the U.S. So the relationship able to there. go over there. Uh, yeah, because God and all them they announced tag league and Grizzlies of Destiny are going to be in tag league. So you can get to Japan, you just can't. You'd have to you get get to quarantine for two weeks. Gotcha. So I I think that'd be cool, man. I think that'd be really cool. I just think like picture. Alex Zane next to Will Ospreay and B Priestley and Great O'Conn. Like that just the what's the word I'm trying to think of? The uh not the vibe, but like the aesthetic is there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like the I don't want to say the old guy, because Osprey's not old, but the you got your head guy, he's got his he's got ears under his belt, and then exactly. the up and coming guy, the junior high flyer. And then he's got their their heavy in Great Okan. I think that's, that's perfect, right. man. And then B Priestley is is the the arm piece. You know, she can do more than that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, she's she's not wrestling in New Japan herself. She's just there to be the spoiler. She right. she's she's the Dick Togo of the uh, the Empire. No, she's the uh, <laughs> she's the the bunny. What's the bunny's name? Ellie. No, the the Japanese bunny. Oh, the one that comes Peter. out with the Tokyo pimp. Pater, Peter, whatever her name is. Oh, roll roll tight on her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I would love to see Alex Zane in New Japan. I have, I'm really excited for to watch that show, the um, GCW show. It's it's when on IWTV when it streams, it doesn't go on there live immediately. Like if you if you don't catch it live, you have to wait like a week or so to to watch the replay. But as mm. soon as that that's up, I'm gonna watch that for sure. What's it called? Uh, so much fun. I think I think it was okay. called. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, man, that was the setup for the match between Okada and Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. And next, we had the uh, it was a contract match between Kenta and Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. It was for the uh, the right to challenge for the U.S. Heavyweight t- Title because Kenta currently holds that briefcase. And Tanahashi, since he beat Kenta in the G One, he earned the right to challenge for that. And they had a great match here, man. I I love I love both these guys. <laughs> Kenta, it's been so cool seeing him back in like doing what he wants to do, actually. Cause right. he's like one of the best of our generation, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree. And they had a great match here, and uh Kenta won with the game over, which is his submission, which Miro, you better be careful taking this man's finisher name. <laughs> That's move infringement, brother. Kenta had it first. It's a whole different move. It's a, a much cooler move. It's like the uh, Anaconda Vice. Nice. And the kind of squeeze. CM Punk just took this man, man's whole moveset. 
right? Go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> and kind yeah. of vice, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Kenton moves on. He's uh, he. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna wait for my joke until after this next match because that's it'll come full circle. <laughs> okay, that's I'm what coming, you call a callback. I'm coming back to it. So next match we saw was the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Double Championship Right to Challenge match. So this is the contract for the for that title, which Kota Bushi held because he won the G1, and he was being challenged for that by Jay White. And <laughs> This caught me by a major surprise. Jay White won with a backslide, put his feet on the ropes. So now he has the right to be in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, which I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Right. Was- That's crazy. That I knew that I saw the spoiler on Twitter for that. Yeah, people were very shocked. Yeah. Yeah, I was very shocked. So <laughs> not only does Jay White have a Bruce case, so does Kenta. It's the briefcase club now. <laughs> that was the joke. I came full circle right back around to it. <laughs> brief briefcase club. For life, for life, for life. <laughs> I don't remember how the Bullet Club song goes, but I'm just There you go. <laughs> Man, JY rules. He's such a good heel. <laughs> He's so good. And he- but I did see. I did see one of the matches that was announced for Wrestle Kingdom, which kind of, I don't know, cancels this out, doesn't it? So that's a good segue because, like I said earlier, this show set up a lot of matches for Wrestle Kingdom, and two of those came out of this match. So night one, the main event is going to be Kota Ibushi versus, um, oh, my God. Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> My brain stopped working for a second there. <laughs> no, you pulled it off. <laughs> the, the tequila one himself. So oh, it'll be the shit. for the uh, double belts, IWGP, heavyweight and intercontinental championships, Naito versus Abushi on the first night of Wrestle Kingdom in the main event. And the winner of that goes on to face the switchblade, Jay White, night two in the main event. Oh. So Jay White gets the big money match. They got to fight over him. <laughs> Abushi two belts. Yeah. I think I think that's where it's going because he's got to become God. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. He wants to become an actual God, like a shoot God, not like he 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 said he he clarified. He said, you know, I call Tanahashi God. That's not what I mean. I mean like pray to me, like I you were going to worship me. I'm going to be God, capital G. It's going to be me. <laughs> new God, new God. It's a new God. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, Wrestle Kingdom! Clap for your Don't world you dare be sour. Clap for your new, new god, two belt, and, <laughs> and, and feel Kamagoye. Yeah. Did you know that Kamagoye stands for becoming God? That's what it means. Like the translation. It means say that again. Becoming God. Oh, becoming God. Yeah. Bro, I misheard you in the worst way. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Becoming God. That makes sense. Yeah. So, hey, Abushi's on his way there. So that if That's already set up. I'll say I'll call him whatever he wants to be called if he trains hey, me. He, you better get that neck re- <laughs> reinforced because he's, he's about to be dropping you on your head. <laughs> that, that's on all that, right. uh, Show me the iron, the way of the iron neck. 
the stack of dimes you call a neck. <laughs> On that stack of dimes, JBL with your little beady eyes and your <laughs> stupid hat. Yeah, dude. You teach me. It's like it'll be like an anime. I'll come across <laughs> from America and he'll show me the way of his fucking iron neck, unbreakable Absolutely. iron neck. <laughs> exactly. Teach yeah, man. Technique. That's setting up for Wrestle Kingdom to be have two great main events. I'm really excited for both of those. Yeah, that's it's I mean, Wrestle Kingdom is never a disappointment. Never. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of main events, man, the double the double belts are on the line here. It's at C and Naito against the evil one. Everything is evil. Darkness Club, evil. <laughs> he again got a title shot here, and they had a long, really good match, man. Uh, Naito ended up winning with the Destino. Nice. About like 30, probably like more than 30 minutes in, I'd say. It was a long match, but it was really good. Hmm. Great way to end the show. So, yeah, man. New Japan put on another banger. I'm glad I stayed up to watch it. It, it only started uh, at 2 a.m. What time did you stay up till? It only started at 2 a.m. our time, so it was like 4. By the oh, time sleep. only 2 a.m.? Man, some of those shows started at 4. The New Japan, the uh, G1 finals the first night started at 4 a.m. <laughs> no, sir. Hey, man. And you had to work the next day? No, this was on a Friday or a Saturday. Oh, okay. Whichever okay. it was. I was going to say, bro, you crazy as hell. It was on a weekend. I would never. <laughs> I need my sleep before I go to work. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I go to work at four. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of sleep, let's go on to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, dear God, no. You like that segue right there? <laughs> I do, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so it opened up with the Randy Orton promo, basically just saying, I'm the best, better than all the rest. Simply the best. Uh, he was just saying he's the best. <laughs> the bestler. He's better than all. No, he's not Jimmy King. Get out of here. Come on. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> So Alexa Bliss ends up coming out, and she has, like, gloves now, like the Fiend gloves, but they say play in pain, which is kind of cool, instead of harm heal. It's mm. pretty cool. And they just have a little back and forth, and it leads to basically he everyone's like, where is he at? Where's the Fiend? And then the Fiend sound plays, but then the lights come on, and as soon as the lights come on, he gets claymored. <laughs> this is a never-ending fight between these two. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is working with the Fiend. Yep. So then the the Miz comes out and tries to cash in, but then Drew attacks him, and then Morrison comes out, and it's a whole schmoz. And then the Miz has an interview in the back, and he's just like, Drew's just uh, he's just bitter because he he didn't win, he lost his title. So now we're challenging Drew to a handicap match. I was like, okay, that <laughs> like where does the general manager come into this? Where's uh we do the, there's no retainer manager. Edger in play right now. I, I mean, Adam Pierce is the closest thing they have. No, I mean Adam Pierce has kind of been, kind of been a fill-in. Yeah, but he's that's not a general manager. Plus, who the fuck is Adam Pierce? Hey man, Adam Pierce is a legend. What the fuck has he done? Who has he beat? <laughs> he's beat Steve Carino, probably. <laughs> he was an ROH. Adam Pierce was. Gotcha. Okay, see, so yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's true. You come ROH. I'd rather watch ROH. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. So, so <laughs> that was basically where that ended. But next we got an Elias promo. He's talking about he how he went number one on some charts. And <laughs> of course he did, because uh, he's Elias, I guess. But yeah. then he gets interrupted by Jeff Hardy, and they have a guitar on a pole match, man. They must be watching their WCW, apparently. <laughs> Judy Bagwell playing a guitar on a pole on a forklift match. 
I was just waiting for wee 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 hurrah. Then Jeff Jarrett, double J to the E F F. Man, that's all we needed here. <laughs> but we didn't get that. We just got the match between. my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep moving too slow. Hey, Sorry. TNT theme so much better. Speaking of themes, theme song episode has been confirmed. It's coming. Just yes. you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> but the match was all right. A short little match. Jeff Hardy ends up getting the... Uh, guitar off the pole he does like a top rope guitar shot i guess for the win <laughs> he domed him so next we get uh i can't think of a, cl- a clever name for dana brook and mandy rose so i'm just gonna call him dana brook and mandy rose <laughs> i couldn't think of anything clever i was trying to i was gonna say the new hollywood, hollywood blondes but that's griff garrison and uh brian pillman jr i guess that's true yeah so they had a match against Shayna baszler and nia Jax. <laughs> And of course, Lana comes out to ringside, just keeping an eye on things, you know, because Lana just doing Lana. <laughs> and of course, the match ends with Shayna Baszler putting on the Kira Fuda clutch, and they're not getting out of that. You're not getting out of that. And surprisingly, <laughs> Lana doesn't end this segment being put through a table yet. <laughs> Let me call Miro. So next, we have a. Uh, Randy Orton, not Randy Orton, R Truth. They both start with R's. <laughs> R Truth and Bobby Lashley, little segment. <laughs> Truth has an interview talking about Bobby Boucher for some reason. <laughs> he, he, uh, he doesn't want to get hurt by Bobby, so he lays down. <laughs> but nah, it ain't going to work. He, got, he gets put in the hurt lock, anyways. <laughs> oh, God, no. But. This is a, a short little match here, but of course, Bobby Lashley puts him down fa- pretty quick, and then Drew Gulak comes out and tries to pin Truth again to become the 24-7-7-11-9-9-5 degrees in my house. Not really. It's, it's not that bad out here. It was storming earlier, though. <laughs> but uh, he tries to pin. Yeah, it's getting nicer. Exactly. He's trying to. He tried to pin Drew, or not Tr- Drew, Truth. They sound the same again, like I said before. <laughs> but Drew Gulak. Druth. Druth. R. Druth. That's the new tag yeah. team name. Give me the Drew, pencil. Drew Tooth. Wait. I was going to say Drew Toothlack, but that's not good either. Boo. Hey, Speaking of Toothlack, where's Lil Ricky? Your mouth. <laughs> What's his name? Pretty Ricky? Where's Pretty Ricky at? Yeah, Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Cousin. Wait, cousin Ricky, pretty Ricky. I think it was just just his cousin, pretty Ricky. I'm pretty sure it's what it was. What it was. <laughs> I think it was little Jimmy, pretty Ricky. Yeah, it all mixed mixed together. But Drew Gulak does not get the 24 seven championship here because he gets attacked by Bobby Lashley, of course. <laughs> but then after getting attacked by Lashley, Lashley throws him on top of Truth, so he does it with the belt. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, exactly. And then there's a. Nia Jackson interview. She's mad about Lana just because why not? She hates Lana and wants to put her through a table. She, I was going to say because she didn't go through a table yet. So, <laughs> and that was basically the gist of it. She says we're going to have a match later. And yeah. I don't know why Lana accepts this, but she does. <laughs> and then we get a uh, AJ Styles promo, which AJ Styles past few weeks, he's been like the highlight of the show. At least, one oh, of them yeah. at least. He's been hilarious. He's been really good. Yeah. He has a little bit of promo here about the whole 
the uh, Survivor Series team situation, and he says he's going to be the the team captain. He can be a role model for the team. <laughs> and he brings out Seamus and Keith Lee, and Keith Lee says that we never agree that you're ch- the champion. You need to bask in my glory. <laughs> and then, of course, that brings out Braun. And <laughs> he, he tells Keith Lee that he needs to qualify for the team. And, of course, that sets up a match between Braun, Seamus, and Keith Lee. And this actually was a really fun match. I thought this match was easily the best thing on the show. Yeah, hands down. But of course, Keith Lee, he he put a huge splash at the like near the end of this match, mm-hmm. but he only got two. And then he <laughs> he hits a nasty clothesline, but then he gets hit with a broke kick. And then after the broke kick, Braun power slams Sheamus for the win. That whole last sequence was really fun. Yeah, I like that. Like you said, that's this isn't something that they would pass off on a pay per view, like on a like just a bullshit pay per view. And it was nice to see it on Raw, where it's like a standout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was fun. And then next we got a little Angel Garza. I don't know what they did to change his promo, or he's like not promo, but his character. He's just like talking to the camera, seducing the the, the cameraman. I guess <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. That, something. Yeah, he's so, uh, he's uh, seducing the Thunderdome screens. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, it's like you see Huskis like in the corner of the screen. I don't know if you noticed that the uh, one of the Bra- Braze puppets, Huskis, the one that's supposed to be like the Husky Harris. Oh yeah, which one's that? The pig one? Yeah, that's what. It is. Yeah, the pig. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then next, we get another Drew McIntyre interview. I've, we've been saying this weeks in a row. This man talks so much on this show. <laughs> he talks. Yes, he does. He talks so much. But he says. They're really pushing him as like the, the guy. <laughs> exactly. So he, again, says he wants another shot at Randy. And <laughs> as for Miz and Morrison for their match later, Claymore's for all. <laughs> You get a claymore. You get a claymore. You get a claymore. And next, they had the Firefly Firefly Funhouse, and which I said before, I'm never gonna run that down because I'm not gonna do it justice. It's really fun stuff that they're doing as Alexa and Bray here. But I think just go watch that segment yourself because I'm me describing it is gonna make it sound way worse than what it is <laughs> because it's actually really fun. Yeah, that's one of those things where only he he's one of those guys that only he could pull it off. Like when it started, it's like like if it, they would have told us. Here's what we want to do with Bray Wyatt. You'd be like, ah, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. But it, he pulled it off and it's fucking great. It's like a demented Pee Wee's Playhouse. I love it. <laughs> exactly. It's so entertaining, man. But next, uh, it's kind of the opposite of that. We get Nia Jackson Lana in a match. And the funny part of this was Shayna starting the match by clearing the table, <laughs> which I think that, that was good. That was good. I did touch. like that, actually. Yeah. Because you're like, you know, it's coming. And Nia is just throwing Lana around like crazy here. <laughs> and Lana gets a little bit of kicks in, but that's her kicks ain't going to do nothing to Nia Jax. <laughs> no. Nia, crush. <laughs> and she tries to roll over Nia or roll up, but it's it's not going to be three. <laughs> so... Nia's trying to get Lana to quit, which she won't, which is 
props to Lana, I guess. She's she's a survivor. She's not she's not she's not going down easily, which is I mean, she's getting put through a table every week. I'll, I guess you could say props for that. <laughs> but she still gets someone when dropped in the ring for the one, two, three. And then Shayna comes in, throws Lana out of the ring. Don't get it twisted. And of course, she's still going through a table. <laughs> one, two, three. And then Shana, she's out of the ring. Get the tables. Immediately into the table. Speaking of get the tables, this is a complete sidebar, but apparently Devon's sons were on dark tonight. Their team, their they team is a TNT is their name their name. I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I didn't get the Wait, what's the their team? TNT is what they're called, I guess. Wait, TNT on dark instead of being on TNT? Yep. I don't know how good they are, but well, they missed an opportunity there. <laughs> I gotta check it out and see. But you saying to get the tables reminded me of that, so I wanted to mention it. <laughs> but uh, next, that's we got, interesting. Yeah, yeah, check that out. But next, we got the hurt business in the back again. They they run into our truth, <laughs> and they this is just a, a fun little interplay between them because it's our truth. It's just hilarious. And then they have a a little bit of VIP lounge in the ring and. They mentioned how Survivor Series is about all proving the best and all this and all that. And then they get interrupted by the New Day, which this the whole interplay between them was hilarious. <laughs> there was like some back and forth between Xavier and MVP, then Kofi and MVP. MVP coming back is so huge to this company. I feel like I've said that so many times since he's been back, but he's he's turned so many careers around, I feel like, at this point. Yeah, and that's just on screen. We don't even know what's going on backstage. I'm sure he's oh yeah, a big, big deal back there. You know, he's probably the locker room leader, to a sense. Absolutely. But MVP says that their their uh, the hurt business payment for taking care of retribution was a tag title match against the New Day, which I think is a cool way to play that off. And then it, it leads to a match between the New Day. This one was non-title. The title match is coming up this week, I believe. Or this coming next week, I think it is. So, the match they had here was really, really, really fun. Actually, I, I might, I might have lied. I think this might have been my favorite match on the show because they had some really cool stuff here. It was Shelton, really? uh, Shelton and Cedric representing the Hurt Business against the New Day. Obviously, the only people in the New Day on Raw are Kofi and Woods. <laughs> but there was so much fun stuff here, man. But surprisingly. The finish was uh, Shelton hitting a uh, the Pater for the finish, which I was surprised that they pinned them clean, which was huge for them. I think it'd be cool to yeah. see Shelton and uh, Cedric get the tag titles. I don't know. I think it could. Shelton's like a classic um, tag team wrestler. He was his team back in the day with Charlie Haas ruled one of my favorites, the world's greatest tag team. <laughs> so that match between him at the New Day and her business next week should be really fun. Uh, would be cool to see them get the tag titles, like I said. So next we get a uh, segment with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss backstage, and this <laughs> Alexa's like full trance mode at this point. She's just like not listening to Nikki, and then as soon as she turns around, Nikki uh, freaks out because Alexa's in fiend mode. Like her eyes are all crazy and. You, you changed Alexa. 
the next we got a match between Ricochet and somebody I could not figure out who it was for the entire match until I heard him say his name. It was Tucker. They called him. He had like a last name at this point for some reason. <laughs> Tucker Tuckelson. No, I don't. I don't yeah, remember exactly. Either Tucky. And they completely treated Tucker like a jobber here. Yes, they fucking <laughs> did. It was like he went straight from having something. They they had something with Otis. Yeah. They had a story there. And nope, not looking that way. It looks like he's uh, he'll be playing the role of Jabber. Riddick Moss. Yeah. Or somebody. <laughs> one of them jobbers. Exactly. Oh, Dallas. But during the match. Mustafa Ali comes out and he stands on the announce desk. And then like uh, 30 seconds after that, <laughs> Ricochet wins. It was like a, a minute and a half match, maybe if that. <laughs> but then Retribution come in, they take out Tucker and then go after Ricochet, laying him out. And yeah, they that was basically it cut, cuts commercial from there, and then they just didn't mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because I mentioned I mentioned Riddick Moss because that's what they were doing to Ricochet, but a few months ago, yeah, he lost to Riddick Moss for whatever reason. <laughs> In like two seconds, yeah. So, so on know, and man. off. It's, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. So next, we get the main event, which was uh, Drew McIntyre against Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho, <laughs> Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, I hate that song. Pisses me off. Add Don't that to the theme off. song. <laughs> Don't piss me off, slap nuts. Speaking of theme songs, I, earlier today I was listening to My Time. God, song rules. That's a fucking banger theme song, bro. I, I every once in a while I'll put on Kenny Omega's new one just because I rules. I'm like fucking love that one. Love that new. I love that one. I love Cody's. Yeah, love them new ones. AEW's got all the good theme songs. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not as good as Yo Jimmy. Hit me with a little bit of that Triple H. <laughs> that's not new brother that's not current brother so good that's my favorite triple h team 100 oh yeah that's the best one and they only he only used that for like a year which is insane that one and x-pac those two x-pac yeah that one rules <laughs> yeah, that's a good one i mean the 90s were that's where ah, ah let's not get into we'll, it we'll, we'll, we'll save it. we'll save it for the we'll save it for the pot the uh <laughs> theme song episode but man this match was our it was fun uh ended up winning drew ended up winning with the future shock here and then <laughs> ms morrison gets pulled out or ms gets pulled out by morrison and then drew does a plancha on them and it, it was it was fun and then after the match of course rko randy orton holds up the belt and then you hear the fiend sound and that's how the show goes off the air so it's a decent little episode of Raw. It was kind of a sl- one of those weeks where it was like you felt every second of the three hours for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's interesting to see where they're going to go with this. Like, are they just going to have a four-way match? Are they going to? I don't know what they're going to. I straight up have no idea what they're going to do. Because I... Miz already trying to cash in is one thing, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's. I really get. I guess we have to see where they go with it because I don't really. The the Drew and Randy thing has been going for so long. I don't know where else they can go with it. So, yeah, I don't know. But something I do know is this week we had a fun episode of Impact. 
And I'm, we're going to hop into that real quick. Tuesday night impact. Did anybody It'll, get shot? Nah, they, there was an investigation onto who shot Bravo, though, which is like oh. the whole the theme of the episode. But it opened up with a, a fun little match between Sue Young, the uh, impact knockout champion and the former champion, Diana Perrazzo. It ended up going to a disqualification after Sue Young accidentally hit the ref with a chair. It was like a Kimberly slid in a chair and they started like tug of war and over it. And then Perrazzo let go and then Sue Young hit the, the ref with the chair. So, but that's leading up to a bigger match later down the line between the two. So, decent little match right there. And then the next match was uh, Chris Bay and Trey Miguel, which was a banger. Oh yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice little setup there. Yeah, it's a really quick pace match there, and uh, Chris Bay ended up getting the win with a uh, cutter, which I forget what the art of finesse. I think they, they think he calls it. That sounds about right. And next match we saw after that was Doc Gallows, the big LG Doc Gallows. <laughs> I, don't, I hate that nickname just because, like, <laughs> it's not LG, it's DG at this point, but he can't use Luke Gallows. So I understand why. Right, right. Like, <laughs> I, I, I get it. He had a match against Ethan Page, all ego Ethan Page, the karate man, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, karate man. I love that. Karate man rules. <laughs> but uh, he had a match against Ethan Page and. Gallows ended up picking up the win there. It was a, it was a decent little match. They're setting up for, I'm sure it's going to be the North versus Good Brothers for the titles down the line, which would be cool. But like oh, I yeah. said, the uh, whole theme of the episode was Tommy Dreamer's investigation into who shot Johnny Bravo. And basically his list of suspects was everybody in the ring. So like Ty Valkyrie, Rosemary, Father James Mitchell, Havoc, and whoever else was in the ring at the time. But he... He he doesn't really have any firm leads. He doesn't have an answer. He doesn't know who shot Bravo still. So I guess we'll have to see impacts on as we speak. I guess we'll have to go back and see if he found any more uh, clues as to who was the murder. Not the murderer because he's still alive. He's in like a medically induced coma is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the hospital. He's in a medical facility. Hey, this isn't WWE, brother. They can call oh, it a hospital. <laughs> I shot him for the rock, brother. Oh, Rikishi? That'd be crazy. <laughs> I mean, you never know who's going to pop up on a show, as we'll talk about on Full Gear. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, but they don't they don't really know who shot Bravo yet. But one thing I do know is the main event of this show was Sammy Callahan and Eric Young defeating Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan. It was a fun little match there. I think Sammy Callahan's contract's coming up soon, so it'll be interesting to see if he ends up staying in Impact. Where do you think he'll go? I don't know. Uh, I could see him staying with Impact, but then again, I don't know. I think anywhere could use Callahan because he's like one of the best talkers in the business right now. This dude could he could talk forever. <laughs> Definitely. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he would want to go back to to NXT, but I would I love. He don't want to do no Solomon Crow bullshit again, but I mean, he's technically doing that gimmick in Impact right now with the ICU stuff. He's doing like he? a hack. He's doing like a hacker gimmick. So I don't know. I guess we'll with see. The Sammy Callahan we know in NXT. Yeah, it ain't gonna be the same. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I guess we'll see where he goes if he ends up staying with Impact or going somewhere else. But yeah, that was the main event of the show. Callahan and Young ended up picking up the win there, but. That's not the only show we're going to talk about right now because you watched NXT UK. What happened over there? Yeah, so it wasn't anything 
too crazy. You know, we're, we didn't get any Walter uh, dragging off matches or anything like that. But it started off with uh, the return of Gallus. Oh, which, yeah. Right. Yeah. Gallus boys on top, you know. <laughs> um, and they are the current uh, NXT UK tag team champions. They wrestled Sam Gradwell, who I think just either joined NXT UK or was out for a while or, but he's back and he teamed with this. I mentioned last week, these two guys that look like they were in the seventies. They're stuck in the seventies with their outfits. They're called pretty deadly and they were actually pretty good as a tag team. <laughs> so, uh, Joe copy, <laughs> Joe coffee. Um, he must've been, I think they actually mentioned this on commentary. I think he was doing the same type of workout regimen as Pete Dunn because the dude's fucking like jacked. Really, he's, he's look real. He looks really good. Like he looks like a dude who could fight for real before. Like he just had that stocky. Oh build. yeah, for sure. Kind of chunky, but still kind of you know uh, a little bit of a uh, brawler look to him. But now he's like he looks good. He looks ripped and everything. So uh. It went back and forth, normal normal tag team match, but uh, Gallus got the win. It was a good match. Gallus. Gallus, boys, on top. <laughs> so then we get Aaliyah James versus Ginny. Shout out to Ginny. Ginny rules, man. <laughs> Ginny rules. And guess what? Ginny wins. So She's a great heel. She was pretty much just in control the entire match. It wasn't really a squash, but it wasn't an actual like competitive match. Yeah. She starts giving a promo after the match. Ginny Piper Nevin runs in. Uh, then Kaylee Ray comes out and gives a promo on both of them saying that oh, yeah. Piper Niven, you know, you'll never get a shot at this belt. Woo, woo, woo. You just don't have what it takes. Like you don't have that killer instinct in you. Uh, and then Piper Niven hits Ginny with the chair and then runs after Kaylee Ray. So she did have that. <laughs> That's sick. So. Uh, then we get a promo from Eddie Dennis and The Hunted, which was pretty good. I actually liked it. Eddie Dennis uh, is one of my favorite guys over there. Yeah, he was. He can talk for sure. Yeah. He does a good promo. And then we got our main event, which was Noam Dar versus A-Kid. I think I called him Kid A last week, which is a Radiohead album. So I <laughs> or Radiohead song. But yeah, this is the semifinal of the UK Heritage Cup tournament. So... It goes in rounds. I think I explained the rules. They go back and forth. They both get two rounds. I think they both get two wins each. Yeah, so it was five rounds. So, yeah, they got two wins each. Had some nice – had really good back and forth here. Uh, There was a part where uh, A-Kid was on the – like, he was on the the mat, and he kicked Noam Dar as he was walking away. It kind of kicked him in the ass. (laughs) <laughs> and you could tell Noam Dar like turned around. It was like you could tell it was a shoot. He was like, "What the fuck? You ain't kicking me in the ass!" And he he ran. He booted him hard, like right in the <laughs> back. Like he's like, "No, nah, that ain't how it's gonna go." So, uh, <laughs> he actually kicked him in the chest, not in the ass. I apologize, but a kid and actually ended up getting the win with the submission. So oh, let's he's go. Gonna go on to the final. What's the final gonna be? So it'll be a kid, and we next week it'll be Trent Seven versus Dave Mastiff, and whoever wins that okay. will go on to to face a kid for the finals. Oh, Trent Seven Army! Oh yeah, I'm thinking it's gonna be Trent Seven or 
a kid that wins know. the whole thing. Yeah, I think Trent Seven wins the whole thing. I want a kid to pick too. one guy. Uh, Trent Seven is one of my favorite guys over there too, but I think give it to a kid. Where, where's Tyler Bate at? Where's the big strong boy? I don't know. He hasn't been on. He hasn't been. There's no promos. There's no nothing like that. So, damn. I don't know. It's crazy. So yeah, is that is that the main event of the show though? That was the main event. Yep. I'm glad AK got the win. That's I've been I've yeah, been saying that, that the whole time. That was very unexpected. I thought Noam Dar was actually going to win the whole thing. Oh really? Yeah. I think they got to have good stock high stock in AK because that dude can go. He's he's really yeah. good. He's really really good. And he's really young, so he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, absolutely, a absolutely. Big future. He's one of my favorite super kicks. Did he do a super kick in that match? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He's like the he's like a jumping. Cra- it just looks so crazy. <laughs> he looks, yeah. he kills people with it every time. And he's from Spain or something. Yeah, he's from like Spain. Very random. That's what it, why his name is. Uh, a kid stand is like it comes from his first match. He he was like a guest in or like a his first match was he was like pulled from the crowd and, and they didn't know what to call him. So they were chanting uh, El Nino and Ananimo, which means which means uh, anonymous kid, which uh. is. Why his name's A Kid. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Shout out to A Kid, man. But yeah, th- that's. I'm definitely going to get back into watching NXT UK because I watched that Walter match with Dragon Off, but I didn't get to watch it this week. But I, I actually want to go back and watch that A Kid match. He's one of my favorites on that whole UK scene right now. I think, if anything, the next match to look out for, unless Tyler Bate comes back or we get another Jordan Devlin match would be the final for this UK Cup tournament. Yeah, definitely. That seems like what it would be. But speaking of something to look out for, man, this was one of my favorite pay-per-views this year. My, maybe my This is probably my favorite pay-per-view in the COVID era, AEW Full Gear, man. Let's hop into that because great show, man. It opened up with the buy-in, a uh, NWA Women's Championship match, which was great. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Serena Deeb against Allison K, AK forty seven. <laughs> it was a really fun match, man. It was a really good showing for AK to have her debut in AEW. Um, Serena ended up picking up the win with like her Tequila Sunrise style move. I think she calls it like the Serene Lock, Serenity Lock, something like that. But man, it was a fun match. And after the match, Thunder Rosa came out and <laughs> she's like hey i want my belt back so apparently she's not gone i i looked deeper into it and she still has like a year left in her nwa contract gotcha that's weird hmm also does brugera do her theme song it, it, it could be like <laughs> it's it's crazy it sounds just like them but yeah man this match was great and sadly i mean we'll get there but i thought this was the better match of the women's matches of the two um, you don't got to decide right now, but when the time comes, I'm gonna I'll say my points. Let's just all right, that way. all right. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> so, opening up the main show was a banger of a match. The AWA, AWA, wow, AEW. Wow, <laughs> we're talking about Hulk Hogan, dude. <laughs> on your brother. You know why I said that? Because when Justin Roberts announced the winner of that match, he said. The, of the NWA Women's Championship match, he said, and still the AWA Women's Champion. And I and I was thinking about that as I started to talk about this match. <laughs> That's old school, baby. <laughs> but the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final, Kenny Omega against Hangman Adam Page. Whoo-wee. They put on a banger here, man. Yes, they did. 
I know um, you were looking forward to this the most. I yeah, think. this was they they went all out here, man. Hangman came out aggressive. He was on one, man. <laughs> I feel like I have not seen him wrestle like I, I've seen him wrestle, obviously, but I feel like I haven't seen this version of him in a long time. It's a big match, Hangman, man. He's back, right? He, yeah, man. This is great. He was so he was going crazy here, man. And before we go too deep into it, I want to mention that on commentary, the one and only Cyrus the Virus, Don Callis, was on commentary, which is awesome, man. A little bit of Impact AEW connection there. And, of course, Callis commentated on most of Kenny's big matches in New Japan. So it was really cool to hear him on a Kenny match again. I love how Jim Ross asked, like, what's with the cleaner thing? Like, what's with the brooms? <laughs> Don Callis gives this answer that just does not answer it at all. <laughs> and Excalibur has to basically like, well, to answer your question, Jim, it's because he blows in the cartridges of video games, a big video game guy. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Jim Ross doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. Hey, yo. But man, there was France. <laughs> There was so much in this match to break down, but I just say you got to go watch it yourself. But one spot I do want to talk about is when they're on the outside and Hangman Irish whips Kenny towards the barricade and Kenny leapfrogs over the barricade like the the man or the uh, like the metal barricade that AEW has. Yeah. He goes on to like the barricade of Daily Place, which is on the other side, which is like probably Concrete. like a full a full like six feet or six inches taller than the barricade that was already there. Yes. It has a, a moonsault off it. I lost my mind at that. Yeah, that was crazy. Like that was crazy because it was like a stairs, like a the side of a concrete stairs, but he leaped yeah. over the the metal bal- the metal barricade to to do the moonsault to hit it. So that was nuts. Very yeah, it was crazy. Very like uh smoothly you nailed it. Oh yeah absolutely he was like flawless i was like oh wow <laughs> it was crazy uh before we go to the finish was there anything else that stood out to you in that match no i i think that they're gonna do like down the road i feel like the fact that nobody's kicked out of the one wing and angel i think they might make that a thing going down oh it's, it's been a thing nobody kicks out of that nobody's well yeah so i'm saying nobody years. kicks out of it but has anybody mentioned it like on the mic i mean like Oh, I don't know. First guy, you're not even going to stop me with the one winged angel or something like that. You know, I think that's the way that they do storytelling. I think that's going to be a thing that they want you to pick up on yourself. Mm. I, I feel like that's a Kenny a thing where like, you feel me? I feel like he does like a yeah. lot of like subtle things like that. I think that's what it's going to be because I know for a fact, I would put a hundred dollars on the fact that Hangman Adam Page is going to be the first man to kick out of that in AEW. Yeah, I would yell a hundred percent, hundred percent. And people are going to lose their minds. Oh, it's, I, I hope I'm there live because I'll do a barrel roll down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do the job to the stairs, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I think, well, we'll go to the fitness before I continue that thought. So uh, Kenny ends up winning with the one wing angel, but the way they did it was perfect because he had him up for it. And Heyman was fighting so hard because he knew if he got hit with it, he wasn't gonna be able to kick out, which is like such a good touch because he said in the lead up to it that he knows all the Kenny's moves like he knows how to reverse it. But he knew like once he was in that position, if he doesn't get out of this, that was it. Yeah, you could you saw the desperation on his face trying to get out of it, but it wasn't enough. And Kenny ended up picking up the win here and man. Great match, man. Great yeah, match. Fantastic. But what I was saying is I think 
you could tell for a fact, which I'll, we can expand on this later, but this story is not done by any means between these two. No. I think maybe yeah, down the road, <laughs> Hangman gets Kenny. Uh, see, here's, here's what I want to happen. Can I tell you what I want to happen? Go ahead. Give yourself the pencil real quick. Give me the pencil. Let me tell you how I'm going to book this, baby. The cleaner girls auto- automatically, that's a heel thing. Like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna dip your toe in the heel pond, just go full. All oh, it's coming. Dive in. It's coming. Because that's such a heel thing for all these girls out here, and have the announcer. You know, he's a fucking this, and he's <laughs> yeah. fucking that. He's all this. And meanwhile, you have Hangman, who's the drunk, and he's, you know, he was sad when they broke up, and he was, you know, he was not scared, but he's worried when he found out that Hang or that Omega was going to be in the tournament with him. Down the road, Hangman sobers up, and it's just like a road to victory to yep. come back to fight Kenny. Kenny, you know, along the way, is like maybe that one dynamite, he comes and he like hands him a beer, and like Hangman's like, oh, God, you know, like, oh, should I drink it? And then he hits him in the head with the beer, something stupid like yeah. that. And it's just like this big comeback story. I think that'd be great. That's, I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Kenny ends up winning the belt, and maybe – Six months. I think Kenny gets like a year long reign. And then the man who beats him for it's going to be Hangman Adam Page. And when that happens, it's going to be that's a money moment, man. I can't wait for it to happen. Yeah. He kicks out the one winged angel with the power of straight edge. Yep. Hey, he's, he's <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for that to happen because they've built. Is there somebody they built better than Hangman Adam Page in this promotion so far? They've done everything perfect with him, I think. Yeah. Other than Cody, I think. Is he any type of like uh, EVP or anything like that? Hey, he any- no, nah, he's just what he's like, just a wrestler. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, yeah. they built him perfectly, man. They like some when you when AEW started, he had the first title wedge, obviously, with Jericho. And everybody was like, I don't, I don't know why he's in this match, right? Because I, I love Hangman, but it was kind of weird for him to be that point because he's not, he wasn't the biggest star, but True. it was. It was like deliberate because they had. I know they had this story planned from the beginning because it all goes back to Kenny winning the belt here to go against Moxley. Like it all started on that first show. Yeah. So that's that's like New Japan booking. Yeah. So you you know that they had this in plan the whole time. And the way they built Kingman is just, he's like such a diverse character. And it's like, I don't know. I I just love the way they built Hangman so far. Yeah. I I get get what you're saying, though. He's not, I would say he's exactly a homegrown talent, but he's, He's damn close. Yeah. And yeah, man, he's fucking great. Like when he becomes champ, it'll be like, yep, this is it's supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, man, speaking of great, man, the next match we had was <laughs> freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy <laughs> against the man representing the Dark Order, John Silver, the best wrestler on the planet. <laughs> not, not really, but man, this dude rules. <laughs> he's so good. I've been saying it for weeks and. It's everybody's finally getting to see what I mean because this man is yeah, insane. Definitely, he, he ripped this man's pockets out. He ripped his pockets he off his jeans. Ripped the pockets off and held them over his head. I was losing my mind. It would be, be funny, like come dynamite at least for a couple weeks. You see, every time you see Orange Cassidy, his pockets are still ripped out. <laughs> I hope so. I feel like yeah. that's an AEW thing to do. I think they're gonna do that. He's like, he goes and puts his hands in his pockets. He's just like, oh, and just man. falls out. <laughs> Dude, that would be good. That would be a good like new angle where he like can't. He's got to be like a new change up his character or something. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he's like, I can't put my hands in my pockets. He's not going <laughs> to say all that, but he's just going to be like a little slight look of frustration on his face every time he tries to do it. Right. And he starts like snapping at Trenton and Chuck or something. That'd be and, crazy. Ah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Man. And he turns into Red Cassidy. <laughs> oh, Blood Orange Cassidy. Well, damn, Blood Orange. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Man, this match was great, though. These guys. They've like wrestled before. They were both in Chikara back in the day. Oh, okay. But man, they had great chemistry here. And John Silver really showed his stuff here. They, he showed that he belongs on a pay per view match because he, I, he's like one of the most entertaining the wrestlers to watch, right? Because he's just like explosive is the best way I could ex- describe him. Yeah, the motherfucker picked him up one armed overhead yes. pressed him. I was <laughs> yeah. like, wow, that's really impressive. <laughs> Bro, I thought he was throwing him out of the ring when he did that. It yeah, looked I like he was, I was like, oh my God, he's going to kill him. <laughs> Johnny Hungy. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I love him. <laughs> but Orange Cassidy ended up picking up the wound with the beads break, which was like the it's the most dangerous looking move every time he does it. He, I love it because he does yeah. not wait, he does not wait at all to put like no. he gets him up and you're going down. You better be ready for it. <laughs> it's like um it, it's like a more it's a cooler looking um what's that shit Seamus does? White noise? Yeah, like it looks cool. It's a cooler version of that, I feel like, because he puts them like not even a millisecond are they set up before he just you're up on the shoulder, you're going down. It looks so right. dangerous, and I love it. <laughs> it's sick. It's such a crit like that's such a dangerous looking move for somebody like Orange Cassidy. <laughs> it's just sick, right? But man, this show was full of just great matches. Because next match we saw was for the TNT title: Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. Man, Cody Rhodes. Make sure you get that right. He got his. The American dreams, the American nightmare, baby. has got his name back. And he is here to, to show everyone, baby, that you can get your name back from the WWE, daddy. And he did, man. It was sick. It was just really cool to see. Because they've been saying like Cody and Brady Rose to get around it, but just to hear Justin right. Roberts say Cody Rose. Right. And then when they said that, people were like, Yeah, ah, we know. He got it back. Love it. Man, I love this match too. This match was a banger, man. They these two have such good chemistry. Every match they've had has been great. Uh was, was this the third match they've had? Fourth? Because the first one was the first one was the draw. Second one was maybe it is the third. No, I feel like it's the fourth. I might be wrong. I don't know. No, because one of them was in the tournament. Yeah. And then the other one was on New Year's Day. So this was the fourth. And Darby finally got the best of them here. Man, this was so good. Was there anything that, that really stuck out to you in this match? This, honestly, I know that we said our predict, we all said like what we predicted who was going to win. We did our uh, predictions last week, and honestly, I went with Darby, but I, I was like half ass in it because I didn't really believe he was gonna win. Like, I, I, I said the I same saw, thing. Yeah, I saw Cody retaining this, and honestly, I think this might have been my favorite match of the night. Really? Yeah. It was. A, yeah, it was a great one. I wouldn't be. Yeah, su- yeah I'm not surprised. It was really good. <clears throat> now I would have preferred Cody. To have gone full heel, just like Kenny. You know what I yeah. mean? If you're going to dip your toe, jump in. But 
it, it, I was fine with this. I wasn't mad about it. You know, he gets down on the one knee and gives him the bell. Like, I have a theory. I have a theory about that. Because he I was th- healing it up up until this match. Like, you can't be the face of this. Co- like, you can't be the face of this network. And blah, 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 blah. You know, Cody was he was going heel for sure. I think I have a theory here. So this might sound crazy. So I think Cody is a full heel right now, but he's doing it in a different way. I think he knows that the things he's doing is pissing people off. Mm. So he, he he's like being over the top, trying to pretend he's a baby face. But I think in reality, he's a heel, but he's doing it in a way without being a heel on TV. If you get you know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the traditional sense of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So like he, he's doing all this over the top stuff. And acting like he's like a baby face, but the fact that he's acting like a baby face is what's what make, is what is making people mad. So I think that's his way of being like a heel. For it's kind of like the John Cena thing, where like he wants. I think he's trying to be like a polarizing figure, where some people hate him, or some people love him, but there's no in between. I think right. that's what he's going for. You're making noise regardless. That's the vibe I'm getting, at least that he's he's trying to be like. Not that like not the John John Cena of AEW, but like the the guy who. You're either passionately hate him or passionately love him. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah. Okay. Usually right about those things. I can kind of see that. I'm just so used to like when he came back in what was it, Ring of Honor? Yeah. Or when he came back, when he made his debut. He was full heel there. He, he was, was full heel. Like yeah. at the end of the match, though, people were throwing ribbons. He's flipping them off. He's doing mm-hmm. like the jerk off thing with his hand. Like, fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> Like, I don't know if I'm ready for the full jerk off, flipping everybody off, but the when he was telling Darby Allen that you'll never be the face of this network and all that, like, that was the direction I wanted to go. The only thing I would have corrected about this match is I would have, I maybe would have done a little bit more fucking around, like, instead of uh, the, he did the call. He hits the coffin drop. Yeah. Then they do the roll ups, and then it's like the false finish for one for each, and then Darby gets the last one. He gets the third one, and he gets yeah. one, two, three. I would have rather him just hit the like done something else in between, maybe the the back and forth of the false finishes. Then he hits the coffin drop one two three. I think it's more of a shock the way they did it. I think that's what they were going for. Oh, for sure it was a shock, but I don't know, man. I, I I'm old. I'm old. And <laughs> I, I'm, I was grown. I grew up with the wrestling of that. When Stone Cold hit a stunner, you were like, shit, like, fuck, that's it. When Shawn Michaels hit the, uh, the, the sweet chin music, it was over. Tombstone, pedigree, yeah. like all that shit. There might have been, I mean, people will kick out, obviously, but like, I don't know, man. That's, I'm just old school like that, I guess. I think the thing is, though, you got to think it's Darby Allen. He's a scrawny little dude. It's, I don't think that's, that think that's the way they did it because he, he has to be like a dude who's, you're going to have to surprise him. He has to use his tenacity to win because he's not going to beat Cody Rose, who's jacked to the gills with just laying in on him. I think True. that's, I think that's the reason they did it that way because it, it's more believable, in my opinion, that way. Yeah, you're you're right. Actually, you're you're right. I'm just I'm just old. That's <laughs> <laughs> but one thing like I, we had to talk about before we finish this match, they did a damn top rope crossroads. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I was losing my what? 
I, when they're up there, I'm like, what is he going to do? Is he next week or something? Like, oh, he hit him at crossroads, and then Darby Allen rolled all the way across the yeah, ring. You, you got to do it at that point. <laughs> I was and I like, love that. I love that, that he had his arm under the rope. He didn't yeah. grab the rope, but he had it under the rope. And Mike Kyoto, bro, come on. Legend. No, I love Legend. Him. He knows what to call. He calls it down the line. Exactly. I was... I don't think has, that, has Cody ever done that. I've never seen him do that before, and I was losing. My, I was the like, top oh rope, my, absolutely not. I was like, oh my god, absolutely not. Of course, he did Darby Allen. Darby's like, kill me. I, I would have never like crossroads in my head is never a move I would have thought could be possible to do off the top rope. Like, I just would have never thought he of probably that. didn't either. He's like, fuck it, all right, let's do it. He don't care. <laughs> Insane man. This motherfucker landed on his head in a body bag full of tax. <laughs> Maniac. But after the match, Team Taz comes out and attacks Darby, and they lay him out on the. On, <laughs> they lay him out on the, the uh, hood of the car, and they put his arm in between the car door, and they're about to break his arm. And then out of nowhere comes Will Hobbs running about seventy-five miles per hour. This man was hauling. He was running yes, so. Yes, I don't think they were ready. For, like I feel like they were expecting him to be a little slower because Taz. Him and Taz had like a stare off that he easily could have just clocked him with a yeah. chair. <laughs> he used to like that boy is fat. He's deceptively fast for how big he is. That move, he was moving. <laughs> he was yes, it was crazy. And that I, dude I was, could be a linebacker. Yeah, it looked like I. This would have been a cool angle if they did it. It looked like he was accidentally going to run into the car door and accidentally like break Darby's arm himself. And that I thought so cool too. Thing. I thought he was yeah, exactly. I thought he was, that was when he was going to turn. Like that have been the perfect time. It could have been cool. He could have been like, oh, it was an accident. And then, like, they could have turned it into even more from there, where he actually turns from there. Right. Something. Or but, hitting him with the chair. Or, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Shit. I guess they want to save that for Dynamite. They'll give him a big moment on Dynamite, which I'm all for because we'll have rules, man. <laughs> yes, he is. It's he cool is to see him great. in this spot because this is a really prominent spot. So I'm all for it. But next, we got the AEW Women's World Championship match. Between Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose, I this was a really fun match. I think they should have done a, the finish. I'll just talk about this, this here. So there was a really cool spot where Shida gets hit with a beast bomb, and then Nyla pulls her up to hit her with the uh, Tamashi, which is which is Shida's own finisher, mm-hmm. and then it, it, she kicks out. But then <laughs> Shida hits a top rope Falcon Arrow. Goes the pinner and then pulls her up, and the look on Sheeta's face there was perfect. I did like that, and I wish they would have done the finish there, where she just hits the hits the the uh, Tamashi one two kick out, get picks her back up, just knees her in the face a bunch of times again, instead yeah. of doing the thing where they did had the Vicky interference and that and then all that stuff because that's where it kind of felt the wheels fell off for me. But if they yeah. would have done the finish. Right where I just said, this would have been my favorite, the like the better women's patch, in my opinion. And I still think it probably was just because I don't know. I, I really thought up until that point, it was a really solid match. Yeah, it was a solid match. It was just a combination of things. The fact that they haven't really been pushing this rivalry. Yeah. I thought that the double or nothing match was a hundred times fucking better. It was for sure better. Yeah. Um, I also thought that the aftermath was just stupid. Yeah, I don't know like, what was going on there. Yeah, Vicky slaps her. She loses. Like she's supposed to be the native beast. It's like this ain't this ain't it. Yeah, I don't. Where know. does she Where does she go from here? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 
Austin, Austin, because we'll just talk about it now. After the match, Nyla Rose stands up and she's looking dejected. And then Vicky comes in and yells at her and then slaps her. And you think Nyla's going to hit her with a beast bomb or something? Nah, she just looks down to the ground, looks even more dejected and walks out the ring. So I don't know where. Maybe they're going to Nyla Rose face turn. Which, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the fuck they're going to go. Because yeah, there wasn't know. anything that brought her here. There was like, they had history. Yeah. And it wasn't like, just out of nowhere. There was no push. There was no storyline, really. Exactly. I don't know. I, I don't know. But one thing I do know is the match after this was a banger. Tag team championships. FTR and the Young Bucks. What a damn match, man. This was dream match wait, that we've been waiting for for five years, and it delivered 100%. They played a really cool story in this match, too, um, with uh, Dax punching the uh, outside of the, um, what's it called? The, the ring post. Ring post yeah. and, that, and he has the injury there where he has to get wrapped up. And then Matt Jackson, He's got the injury. he has the foot injury. So Oh, it was a foot injury. That was a knee. Well, the 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 like storyline injury was the ankle, but his shoot injury is his knee. But I'm trying to get my <laughs> injuries in, in in order. But the story there, I thought was really cool, is that it's like the no flips, just fist thing. Like Dax, well, no his fi- fist. Well, yeah. No fist, one flip. Yeah, we'll get there. So his fist was hurt, so he couldn't use his main thing, and then. Uh, Matt's foot was hurt, so he couldn't do the flipping. So that, that was just like a cool contrast they had there. And then just oh, they did so much in this match, man. The rebound power bomb, like the whole false finish right there, where he where Dax the rebound power bomb on Nick. It goes for the pin, and then as he's going for the pin, he doesn't know that Nick wasn't the legal man, and Matt comes in and rolls him up for with like a crucifix. That was like so perfectly done. Yeah, I that was popped, good. I bit big on that one. That was really good. I like oh. the callbacks. I know the Young Bucks, like, that's their thing. Yeah. But to see, you know, uh, FTR do it with the DIY move, like, yep. that was great. I love that. DIY move. They did the Steiners finish. The, the, yeah. The Bucks yep, did the, the 3D. Dog. I popped for that, too. Yes, that's same. <laughs> the Bucks did the 3D. I literally I yelled in my room, or the living room, 3D! <laughs> this was sick. But, man, the finish of this match, let's just go there. So Cash is doing everything he can to put the Bucks away, and it's not working. It's just, nothing they do is working. So he looks around. Dax is laid out on the floor, and he's like, all right, <laughs> let's try it. So he super kicks Matt. No, Nick, actually. No, it's Matt. It's Matt. He super kicks Matt, goes on the outside, looks around, and does a springboard 450. And bro, the way he did it, first of all, it was a beautiful springboard, but it yeah, was kind it was. of it, it was, I know this was on purpose too, because like this is just the way they work. It was purposely like a very like erratic 450 because like he doesn't do it often. So you it was supposed to look like it was clean, but like in a very like ugly way, is the way I'm trying to say. And it was great because he misses and then <laughs> Matt hits him with a super kick with his injured foot, and that's the finish. And I thought that barefoot. was barefoot. Yeah, barefoot super kick. So you know it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just there was no better way to finish that match than that. That was literally perfect. Yeah, I wasn't mad at that. I thought it was a great match. I think, think this is probably my, this is definitely my second favorite match of the night. Okay, I, I'm gonna say that I like the Revolution match better. 
Yeah, I, I for sure agree. But, but, I, but I that was that, only because I was there. Yeah, it's, we're biased because we and were there. there's a crowd. Yeah. I think if there was a crowd here, it might have been. It, it might have won it over because this I was losing my mind. But if, if this match had a crowd and they were able to like play to a crowd more. I think this might have been the better match. It's hard to yeah. tell. It's it's really hard to tell. It's like there's no way to really compare the two at this point. Yeah, definitely not. But it's so crazy that it was this year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the callback stuff, the way they finished it. <laughs> the only thing I didn't that I was like, hmm, about was, I think it was, yeah, it was Matt. He did a front flip off the top rope. There's nobody around. When? I don't, I don't remember. It was that. like halfway through the match, but he was on the top rope and maybe it was just a miscommunication, but he did a front flip and landed it. And it was like just fucked his leg up probably even more, but there was nobody around. <laughs> like FTR wasn't nearby. There was nobody. I think I Dax know. was on the other side of the ring. He wasn't any. It was, I think it was just a miscommunication. Yeah, probably. And it probably hurt a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But man, this was a great fucking tag team match. This was absolutely. This blew any other tag team match probably since February that I've seen. Oh, I don't oh, know yeah. if you I, could. This is my favorite since February, and it's What's hard the to competition. Put... It's yeah, exactly. So good, man. So good. But speaking of good, something I really enjoyed. <laughs> Let's go into the elite deletion, <laughs> man. We can't. I, I don't want to go too much into this because it's one of those cinematic matches where you I can't do it justice. But I'll run through my favorite parts of it. So, Gang Grill and the Hurricane popping up. I pop big for it. That Definitely was hilarious. Pop big for that. <laughs> Them throwing Hurricane into the Lake of Reincarnation. He comes back out as the reporter. I love that. that. I really wanted three count Hurricane Hel- or Shane Helms coming out. I wanted Sugar Shane Helms so bad. Yep. That'd have been great, but regardless, I love that. <laughs> Before we go into the Dome of Deletion segment of it, was there anything else that stuck out to you? No, just like you said, seeing Hurricane and Gangrel, I thought that was great. I popped big for that. Uh, the fireworks, I, I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. It's so stupid, but I love it. Um, yeah, before, but yeah, then you get to the Dome of Deletion. Oh, and he's outside. So Sammy's outside the the lake of reincarnation and reincarnation, and <laughs> he's rolling around the mud. And he goes, "Come on, Sammy! The old folks will think this is a mud show." I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Fuck you, Cornet. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, but man, they go into the dome of deletion, and I'll fade away and classify myself as. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I love the callbacks too. You got the chair of wheels. Yep. Mower of lawns. Yep. The dilapidated piano. boat. Dilapidated boat. Oh, it says it's got a name. What is it? It's the dilapidated boat. That's the name. No, he's got a name too. I thought no. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I thought like it was just Demetrius dilap- or no. His name's Damascus. I'm trying to think what the fucking boat's name is. I don't know. I can't think of it. Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> but it's got a name. It does have a name. The dilapidated boat is what we're going to call it for now because we can't remember. <laughs> Sorry, boat. <laughs> that boat ain't got no name. It ain't going to get over. But there's also the, the uh, casket in there that the Bucks buried him in before he came into AEW. Like That was part of him being reborn as Damascus. That's right. I was wondering but, where the, the 
Yeah, I was wondering where that was coming from. Yeah, he had everything from all of all of the uh, broken lore in there. But they go in there and man, they beat the hell out of each other. Sammy G does a a uh, swans on off a really tall ladder through some tables. That ladder was like a sketchy too. It was wobbing like crazy. Hell yeah, the ref was like trying to hold it. Yeah, <laughs> but the finish comes where Matt Hardy spears Sammy off of the uh, ring post or the ring apron through two tables and Sammy smacks his head and busts his head open on the back of the thing, which is a great call back to Matt Hardy almost dying in the last pay-per-view, which is a cool way to wrap the story up is for him to do the same thing that he did to Hardy, which I, I thought that was cool. And <laughs> he pins him and then they put, he gets a uh, Santana and Ortiz, not Santana and Ortiz, a uh, private party to come in and put Sammy G into a, uh, not a dumpster, but like a trash can. Yeah. And Sammy G fits into a trash can and they can close the lid. That's insane. <laughs> but you could tell when they put it in the back of the truck, it was just like light. Yeah, it was, a, it was empty. It. But they, no. he, he had uh, Senor Benjamin take him into the woods. Shout out to Senor Benjamin. Is that his father-in-law? Yeah, that's, uh, that's Rebby's, Rebby's dad. Shout that's out to Rebby. She was in there uh, playing piano too. It was sick. So the boat's name is Skarsgård. Skarsgård? There you, you were way off. I was <laughs> Skarsgård, the dilapidated boat. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was the uh, the elite deletion. No, it was really he got fun. Seriously man. injured, as far as we know. Yeah, it's just which is a good thing. And I think Sammy G comes back as a face now, right? This is, yeah, I, he bust him in the face with the chair. Wait, who did? Oh no, I'm saying Sammy G comes back as a face after this match. I don't know. We'll see after this next match. Yeah, so the next match, like segue. you just mentioned, great segue. MJF against Chris Jericho, and the winner is going to, or not the winner, <laughs> MJ. Yeah. yeah, if MJF wins, <laughs> <laughs> he can be in the inner circle. And spoiler alert, he wins. It was a decent right. little match. It was more of like a cool down match, comedy type style match. They did some cool stuff in there. MJ, uh, MJF hit like a, he had a code breaker, and then he hit Alliance Alt also, which was cool. Yeah, I also love. He's done this before, but I love when you think he's gonna suicide dive and he just stops and yeah, off. <laughs> I love that. I love the Eddie Guerrero finish. Yep. So we can talk about that now. So he gets the dynamite doesn't ring from Wardlow, and that distracts Aubrey. So she's focused at Wardlow, and then Jer- Jericho asked for the bat from who was it? Hager. Yeah, Hager. Yep. So he gets uh, the bat, which is I can't think what's the bat's name. Floyd, Floyd the bat. Floyd, yep, yep. yep. Floyd the bat, and Jerry, <laughs> he throws it at MJF. No, MJF catches it right out of the, out of midair. No, 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 no. So MJF gets the ring. Yeah, and he's about to hit him. Then then Jericho gets the bat, like you said, he gets. Floyd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turns around and goes. He flips off Jericho, hits the mat. Aubrey turns around, sees Jericho with the bat, like, you, you hit him, you know. Yep. The whole the old Eddie swerve. Yep. And while Jericho is busy, you know, chatting it up with Aubrey, trying to explain it, MJF rolls him up for the win. Yeah, I thought that was a great way to do it. I was I was worried they're going to do it the um, DQ finish, and I was hoping they didn't, and they didn't. Yeah. So, there hasn't been one DQ finish in AEW yet, which is great. Really, that's odd. I didn't even notice that. It's good. I love decisive match finishes. <laughs> As do I. So yeah, MJF is now in the inner circle. They do a little a uh, celebration at the end. They shake hands. They do they pose on the on the uh, stage, and 
his induction ceremony is going to be on dynamite this week. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Yeah. We'll see. Like you said, if this turns Sammy baby face after his match with Matt Hardy, I don't know if it will, but I, I think he it did does say that him and Ortiz were see, like you said, they plant these little seeds. Yeah. Sammy said that him and Ortiz are like, we don't care. Even if you win, you're yeah. not getting in. But then they were saying Santana is on the fence. Yeah. So we'll see. I think the way this goes is two ways. Either it leads to an MJF and Sammy feud, or it leads to MJF kicking Jericho and Sammy out and just taking over the inner circle. And Jericho turns babyface with Sammy. Because he also, it's a, it was a package deal. Him and Wardlow are both in. Yep, exactly. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go with that. But let's go on to the main event, man. I quit John Moxley against the Mad King, the last of a dying breed. Yonkers, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Mad King, huh? Man, this man, I was so hyped for this. Eddie Kingston main eventing a pay-per-view for a world title. Who would have guessed it? I was we so- love to see it. Absolutely. I was so happy watching this, man. And this match was brutal. <laughs> they beat yes, the was. hell out of each other. I got to mention that uh, Eddie had his Masawa gear on. The Masawa-inspired yep. gear, which I love, which is kind of cool. I don't know if you know this, but Masawa died in the ring, I'm pretty sure. And I think that's what Eddie was trying to signify, that he was willing to die in the ring for this match. Jesus Christ, I did not know that. that which, is... So it's not just he loves Masawa. He's, he was signifying, like, hey, I'm, ready, I'm ready to die for this. Yeah, which is that's a very Eddie Kingston thing, man. That's very Eddie Kingston. That's fucking hard. Yeah, you love the love Eddie Kingston so much, man. I think, like... Just give him the belt. Wait, how crazy would it have been if he had won this? I wanted him to win so bad. <laughs> I wanted what him do you to win so... Happened? I would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, well, it's gonna, it has to happen one day, right? Like it got, It's got to, man. He deserves it. He really does, man. I, I, I hope they do it. I hope they do. But... That being said, this match was so good, man. It was brutal. They beat the hell out of each other. They had all all the uh, all the tools you could ask for, all the the shenanigans, all the weapons, all you could want, man. There was one spot that made me cringe so bad. Was the, the so he puts Moxley into the thumbtacks mm. and then goes to Doc Samson and grabs like the alcohol, mm. like the <laughs> rubbing alcohol, and pours it on Moxley's back. And oh my. Oh, we all know Yikes. the feeling when you get like a little cut and you put some alcohol on it to oh, cleanse yeah. it. But imagine your back being full of cuts from tax and barbed wire and getting a full bottle of alcohol poured. Oh my God. That's rough. And the other, this reminded me of there was a sick Nick Mondo. Shout out to Sick Nick Mondo. He's in AEW. Oh, yeah. He wrestled, he used to wrestle in CZW. Yep. He had a fluorescent light tube match. And as we all know, deathmatch matches, lots of blood, lots of cuts. And his back was all bloody. And I think he was wrestling Messiah somebody. He was wrestling somebody that looked like him. I can't remember who it was. But towards the end of the match, the other guy goes under the the ring. He pulls out a bucket that that is full of salt and literally pours it on his back. It was fucking Brutal. nuts. That was a crazy, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. That hurts so bad. It has to, bro. There ain't no way. Don't. 
Oh my god! I'm gonna take a weed whacker to the chest. Yeah, for real, because that that's like it's gonna hurt for a second, but salt in the wound is gonna like salt or alcohol in the wound is just gonna sting and burn for a very Ooh. long time. At least he's sterilized. Yeah, that's true. Moxley. Yeah, oh, man, brutal, man, so brutal. But the finish of this match was I thought was a great callback to everything, to not only Eddie's feud with Moxley, but to Moxley in general. Because I don't know if you noticed this, but. He wrapped before we get to actually at one point Eddie wrapped the barbed wire around his arm and did his spinning back fist, which I loved. That get, that should be the finish. Give them <laughs> oh man. It's not Give gonna be Moxie. Belt. I wanted it so bad. But Moxie also wraps his arm around like his full arm in the barbed wire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember the first vignette that Moxie did post WWE in that vignette when he came back out as John Moxie, he had his arm wrapped in barbed wire. I did not. I never would have made that connection. That's crazy. What I literally callback. like first thing I thought of when I saw. It, I was like, "Oh, that's." So Do you sick. think that's a callback, or you think it was just not? Nah, it's that's it's, it's on purpose. Okay. <laughs> it was like the exact same way he hit, like the way he held it before he put the choke on. It was was on this purpose. before or after? It had to have been after they brought out the barbed wire bat. Yeah, that was after. Yo, he was hitting him for real with that. Yeah, he he was that. swinging it. <laughs> he was swinging yeah. hard. You could hear he was hitting him with that bat for real. Yeah. They, they, I'm telling you, they were laying it in on each other. They knew this Those had to be shoot swings, brother. Yeah, for real. But the finish, man, unfortunately, Moxie wraps his arm in the barbed wire and puts on the bulldog choke, which was the, a brutal visual too. That was just, ugh. yeah, to have him in a, like a cross face with the barbed wire. Yeah, and, and he said, and, "I quit." Did he not? Yeah, he did. That's what I thought. I thought I heard him say that. Yeah, he he said it, but man. Bryce was begging him. He's like, "Come on, King, you don't have to do this anymore." Like, and, it, and you, the fact of knowing that there's like that's t- one of his best friends on Earth, like sitting there begging him to quit. Like, right? Ah. See, I didn't even know. I didn't even hear him talking to him like that because I yeah. was so into like I don't know. I was into the match. I don't remember. I didn't even hear him say that. That's crazy He's, though. Yeah, he was like, "Eddie, you don't have to do this anymore. It's okay. You can quit. Come on, King. You can. You don't have to do this. Come on." And he finally, like with tears in his eyes, he says, I quit. And I was like, oh. with a tear in my eye. Man, it was so good, though, man. This was, <laughs> I, I loved it. Eddie Kingston deserves all the money in the world. Make this man a millionaire. Please. Yeah, this is a great match, man. Absolutely. Fuck, man. Man. Emotional. Then, yeah, <laughs> very, very. And then after the match, Kenny Omega comes out of the ramp. And he points to the belt, points in the ring. It, it was a cool little thing. He's just like, I don't want any of that in there. I want you in a regular match. My my wheelhouse now. Yeah. And in the in the background, you see, no, actually, th- we we skipped this in the Bucks match. Kenny comes out to celebrate with the Bucks after they win. And in the background, in the tunnel, Hangman Adam Page was standing there with a drink in his hand, but he didn't come out. He was just standing there watching. I didn't even notice him. Yeah, he was standing in the back, the back of the tunnel, like you could creepy. barely see him. That's creepy. Hey, man, I'm telling you, they're building this hangman thing perfectly. Like, you, you gotta watch, B, watch the last segment on BTE this week. It's, it, it it's like, uh, so hangman's obviously just drunk the whole time, and there's a segment with the Dark Order where he's, uh, where they're just ch- John Stewart's all upset because he lost his match. <laughs> also, there's an Eddie Kingston promo on that show that you need to watch. Also. Okay, uh, I know BTE. what you're talking about with the where he's like sitting in his masala. Yeah, yeah. he he's saying that he's coming back. He 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 shoot broke his phone after the match. Damn, <laughs> he, he 
he was upset, man. I would say shit, it's, 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 phone. it's real to him, man. It's still real to me. Damn it. But back to Hangman. So the Dark Order is sitting there in the chair of John John Silver. <laughs> Stu Grayson's like, you know, what if we just chant, fuck Hangman, fuck Hangman, fuck Hangman. So they're doing that. And you and it does goes to another angle where you can hear them chanting that. And Hangman's walking down the hallway with a drink, goes into the room and goes to the bar in that room, fills it up, and they stop and look at him. Then he comes back and starts ch- starting the chant himself. But you can tell that's like him like being real like he's like really angry at himself so he's like oh it's they it's such like it's so good man that's crazy it, I was, he, I, did you mention it uh or i don't know if you mentioned it or not but eddie kingston coming out with the uh tracy smothers shirt yeah he i didn't mention it but he did which is awesome that was one of that. his he he was one of the guys who was like showing a lot of love to tracy after he passed on twitter so yeah, man, what a what a great pay per view though! <laughs> what a great yeah, it was fantastic. But uh, that was we we skipped um, Wednesday night obviously because everything that happened on Wednesday night was resolved at the pay per view. Besides, before we get out of this, Pack had a promo of vignette on Dynamite, which this man looks crazy. He's going insane in quarantine, man. He's about to come back and kill somebody. I'm really excited for the bastard to come back. Somebody turn a light on in his apartment, for God's sakes. <laughs> Just sitting in the dark with the TV. In the, yeah, in the light of the TV. I've been there. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, turn some lights on. Yeah. Make you feel better. Get this man back over here, please. He needs to. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited for him to come back. But, yeah, that was AEW for this week. The whole week in rap for AEW. So let's hop into the under the other Wednesday night show, NXT. Um, Before we hop into the to the episode burn it down i feel like we talked about this before we started recording this show kind of felt like a nothing show to me yeah there, this was a like one segment show when i say a one match show yeah this is like if i was to be like oh what if, if somebody was to ask me hey i didn't i didn't watch nxt this week was it any good what what did i miss and i would say you missed nothing you missed a Pat McAfee and gang promo, uh, you know, run in, whatever you would want to call it. Yeah. And that's about it. It seems like it, man. Um, uh, we'll just run it. We'll just go through it. So it opened up with a, this was the best match on the show. Ember Moon and Dakota Kai. I thought it was a pretty fun match. And Dakota ended up picking up the win after some Ra- Raquel and Gonzalez interference, which I was really surprised that he beat Ember Moon that fast. As was, I, Yeah, I was too. I thought Ember Moon was, I don't know. I was, I want to say that I didn't think they were going to squash Dakota Kai, but I didn't think she was going to win. Yeah, neither did I. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I said this when she came back originally. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Ember Moon in NXT because it seemed like she was going to be such a big deal originally. And then she came back with like this happy go lucky. She was just smiling like crazy. And I don't know. Right. She gave, she gave that god awful promo, mm-hmm. which I don't know what the fuck happened there because I think she can give a good promo. She can. From what I sure. remember. I don't know what that was, but yeah, I guess I guess we'll see if they. This is like a more drawn out story that we haven't seen yet, but I don't know. But I next, would love to see her and EO go at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that needs to happen, <laughs> please. Because that match would be a banger. Because she's great in the ring. Like, she yeah. doesn't miss a beat in the ring. Definitely. But speaking to somebody who doesn't miss a beat, 
Cameron Grimes, he's going to the moon, but maybe not on this episode. No, he ain't. <laughs> so um, he has an interview here where he's saying that he he's over last week and all this, blah, blah, blah. And then he has a match against Kushida. And it was a fun match, but Kushida was like, it was kind of a squash, was it not? Like Kushida, not a squash, but Kushida controlled the whole match, I feel like. You said Kushida controlled the whole match? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And then it, it wasn't even a good the, – the common theme in this this episode was you have a solid match and then a schmoz finish. I don't yeah. know if schmoz is the right word, but it's a fucking stupid finish most of these matches. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. agree. Kushida was in control most of the fucking match. I don't know if it was a squash, but it's not too far off. Yeah. But then Cameron Grimes gave a promo before this match backstage and the, pretty much hinting like that he's like still scared over the zombie match or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. With uh, Dexter Loomis. And the and a ref comes up and like pats him on the back and he freaks out. Oh, you know? That was that was the zombie ref that was in the match. So he's scared of that guy now. Is the That's story, right. Yeah, and that's basically what cost him this match. Yep, because there was a ref bump, and then that ref comes in to take over, and he's scared and gets put in the hoverboard lock for the win, for the loss. That's I guess right. it would be for him. <laughs> oh, I thought he got rolled up. I can't. I... It was the hoverboard lock. Yeah, man, there you go. Yeah, it was Aaron all right. Grimes was going to the moon, baby, but he might be on a goddamn challenger. <laughs> yeah, right. So now we got a Tony Storm vignette, just hyping her up more, even more. And then we got a EO and Rhea vignette where EO says she's not scared of nightmares. She's ready for Rhea Ripley, which, hey, I'm all for that. <laughs> Hell yeah. So next we get uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane against Everrise, sort of, because they have a match for maybe two minutes. And then the new kings of NXT, Danny Burch, Oni Lorcan, Peter Dune, Pete Dunne. And Pat McAfee come out, and that I love, I love that group. So I'm like, I, I just wish they didn't do it this way, where they just ruined the, this match. Because <laughs> like, I really like the stuff they're doing with Dane and Drake. So I, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of, yeah. felt, I didn't really like like the way they did this, but I did like the promo that they cut after, because McAfee's he's a great talker, man. I can't even front. He he's a really good talker. Yes, he is. So they just got a promo, just basically talking their shit, and then they throw the Undisputed Era banner in the trash, which I thought was hilarious. They lit on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Killian Dane attacks as they're leaving, but then he gets destroyed. <laughs> yes. So next we got a Gargano skit. Johnny Gargano. Um, you can describe this if you want. Oh, I just woke up and it's Tony Storm versus Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, good. All right. Well, that, that's all <laughs> that needs to be said. And well, that's I, all I got to say about that. <laughs> so, that being said, next we got Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart, which is, it's a decent little match. Uh, Shotzi's pissed because her tank was missing, apparently. And I'm bummed they did this here because this match could have been such a banger. Once like, again, good match, bad finish. Yeah. So <laughs> as they're wrestling, Candice LeRae appears on the screen and she basically like 
she says something. I don't even remember what she said there, but it leads to Tony Storm getting a cradle win. And then it cuts back to Candace on the screen and she tries to destroy the tank in, a, in like a monster truck, but it don't work that well. Like she drags it for like 10 seconds and, and then yeah. she finally runs it over. But like for sure, pre-tape, like just redo it. <laughs> right. Like why wouldn't you, maybe they didn't have, <laughs> maybe they didn't have a backup tank. <laughs> But even then, like if you're if you're like running it over and you see you're not hitting it, maybe just stop and True. back up and do it again. It sounds like waiting. I'm like, what is this gonna hit? Like, why wouldn't you line this up with the tire of this? It was a like a Hummer. It was like an H3. Yeah, but it was like one one roll over. It's done. Yeah. So maybe I don't fucking know, man. But that motherfucker is dragging it for a long time. I don't know what they expected. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like the axle will take care of it. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But then Shotzi freaks out, starts screaming, and so I guess it's leading to a Candace and Shotzi match, which will be good. So give me the match. That's a, that's a, that's what I want to see. Give me a better finish. Good God. Yeah. So next we get Thatcher's Thatch Ken. Uh, he <laughs> Thatcher's putting some guy through. He's just stretching him basically. <laughs> he he's like playing the teacher role where he's like, oh yeah, it's your turn now. And then he just immediately reverses it, puts him, <laughs> starts stretching him even more. Right. Starts shooting on him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's going into business for himself. And then speaking of somebody going into business for themselves, Anthony Green, who is now known as August Gray. That's that's what they changed his name to. Yep. August Gray. Is it a porn star? <laughs> it sounds like it, man. And I, I mean, it kind of that up. It kind of works with that gimmick like the way he looks so maybe that's what they're going for i get i so maybe you just solved it there maybe that's what they're going for and if that's what they're going for it got the elicited reaction that's out of you so maybe they maybe they're smarter than us all but i don't think so what (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i don't think so do it again (laughs) so he he comes up in tag stature and they brawl and that after that it's a uh Zia Lee interview about her letters, which I roll time. <laughs> <laughs> but she's talking about the letters she's been getting, and I don't. I guess it's from her family saying that they she's disgraced them by losing, so she has to have a match against Raquel Gonzalez next week, which that's not a good idea. You don't got to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> it says it says here in this letter, you did job to. <laughs> Raquel next week on NXT. It's just Triple H posing as her family from back home. <laughs> yeah. You have disgraced us. You must job to Raquel next week. Or face <laughs> she, dire consequences. She just doesn't understand how wrestling works. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that might be it. might be it. That might be the gimmick. Like, oh. Mr. Regal, please. I have to get my ass kicked next week. I'm embarrassed. Oh, that'd be so good. Or Boa will kick me. Like something super meta like that, where it's like, that'd be so funny. It's not, it would never be that, but that's just the thought of that is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's triple, uh, it's just triple uh, H or, and Shawn Michaels, like, like super DX being mischievous, just writing her like, they're like put it in there, and she's gonna get kicked if she loses <laughs> by Boa. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> so she, she's, she's gonna get work next week, man. Speaking of getting yeah. work, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of getting work, though, 
main event of the show was Tommaso Champ against the Velveteen Dream. Champa just beats the hell out of this dude and wins with the fairy tale ending. Like that, that was all that there was there. He just, yeah. he, he just destroyed this man. Yeah, he really did the job there too as well. <laughs> but did you see the promo that he gave after the show? It was a Cody Rose post dynamite promo. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. He's like, "You are the reason we do this." The cameraman, all you ten people out here. What was the reason for that? Do you think? I don't know. Hmm. I saw it. And I, I didn't really. Maybe I think they're just like, yeah, you know, the elite be cutting promos after their shows, and the people really like them. Maybe we'll do it here. I, I right. Give the people what they want. Yeah. I unless he's. I don't know. Maybe he. I don't know. I don't really think there's probably isn't a reason besides that. Just again, show appreciation, I guess. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, Champa's uh, man, he's so good. It's great. He, he really is, man. Really is. But speaking of so good, man, let's hop in the the way back machine. Go back to two thousand and two, February twenty third to be exact, Philadelphia, PA. Wing of Honor. <laughs> this, this was their first show. First ever show, man. And I, this we're going to be talking about the main event of that show. But the co-main event of that show was super crazy against Eddie Guerrero for the IWA Intercontinental Championship. When Eddie Guerrero is not the main event of your show, you're doing something well. That's saying something. That's saying a lot. That you have a lot of faith in your in the people that you got in the main event. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Now, before you throw it to me, I know that. You have this mean this this show meant a lot to you. I want to hear what you have to say about it first. Man, this is a classic. My dad had this on DVD, so I've literally seen this match probably fifty plus times. <laughs> like I've watched that DVD religiously, man. I could tell you like every match of the show. It starts out with the hit squad, shout out to hit squad. There's some, some big old dudes right there. And uh another match of the show is um Mark Briscoe or Jay Briscoe. I think it's Jay Briscoe against Amazing Red, which is a banger. Two thousand two mm. Amazing Red is one of the best high flyers in the world like that was he was in his bag at that point man he was pulling out things i'd never seen in my life before at that point god i really amazing red was probably like top like in that time he was one of my favorite wrestlers because he was just doing things i'd never seen in my life (laughs) like craziness him and aj styles at that time were like the guys for me reinventing shit yeah, besides like the WWE guys, like I'm talking about like the the more independent guys. Those were the guys where I was like, oh wow, I love those mm. dudes. But let's talk about the main event. It's a triple threat match. Brian Daniels and the American Dragon, Loki and the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Man, <laughs> what else you gotta say about it? Like <laughs> Loki, I have maybe seen two of his matches outside of this. Oh, you! Ooh. I am not familiar. I was. I am not familiar with Loki. You're dumb. Oh. Was the fucking highlight of this match? I thought this I man was is like, a monster. Dude, why is he not like? What What is he doing now? Why isn't he like on a he's, in a major company? He's hard to work with. He's like he's like historically like a very big problem backstage. He's just like oh. That's that's why he was in WWE. He was hard to work with. TNA hard to work with. It's what which what the whole the story always is. It seems like. Oh man, that's just unfortunate to hear. I guess. Yeah, but this match rules, man. Technical, hard hitting, man. They 
beat the hell out of each other, specifically Christopher Daniels. Because at yeah. one point, Loki and Danielson were taking turns kicking this man in the back. He's like, not like that, like this. <laughs> and they kick the fuck out of him. He's like, no, please, no. So good, man. But the people there were fucking loving this too. Yeah. They were going it's, crazy. Because this was the start of something special, man. You could you could feel it in the room. Like this was Rico Vonner's first show ever. And like we can we could we could drop this hit this little teaser here. We're gonna be doing a uh, a full watch along for a Ring of Honor show soon here. So keep an eye out for that. It might it might be this show, it might not be this show. Uh, it's gonna be an early Ring of Honor show for sure. So keep an keep an keep an eye ear out for that, whatever you want to call it. But man, be, I don't want to get too far into the match before I get your reaction to it, but I just want to say that this match rules. <laughs> this is so good. Yeah, this is amazing. We were we always decide, you know, what what match of the week review that we want to do. And I said, you know, just give me a Ring of Honor banger, and which I knew you were going to give me a good one, but I didn't think you were going to be the first good one. You know what I mean? <laughs> of, of in their history, but yeah, man, the, these guys were doing all kind of shit. You know, like you said, heavy hitting. It was stiff. They did some stuff here. It was like uh, they did that spot where I believe it was Christopher Dane or uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it was Brian Danielson up on the top rope. And then is the one where it was like, what's that? Not it was like a Tower of Doom, but like Tower of Doom. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Was you, that the, one of like one of the first times people said that because it was a holy shit chant? Yeah, it was. Like, it was done. very yeah. early, but it wasn't like a traditional Tower of Doom where it was like somebody where it's like four guys. Somebody has like a power bomb. It was Daniels was on the top rope and Danielson had him in a superplex and low key came up and hit him with like a backdrop suplex. Yeah. So he did. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. That was crazy. Low key was just like running this shit, man. He was yeah. like, he was a standout. He was just a standout. I'm like, damn, this dude's fucking crazy. And then what was his finisher? I'm trying to think. The so the winner, crusher. low key wins it. Hit him with the key crusher. So it's like a uh, Death Valley driver, but he hooks the like he hooks their legs behind him, and he drag he he does he. It's sort of like the Phantom driver that Phantasma does, but it's he hooks their legs together first when he picks them up. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So low key hits that. He gets the win. Crowd goes crazy. Yeah. And then post match they do a little bit of promo and back and forth, and it ends up with low key and Danielson adhering to the code of honor, which is you shake hands before and after your match. They shook yep. hands, and Danielson does not. Not Danielson. Daniels does not. Dishonorable. Dishonorable. But yeah, man. I'm excited. I did not know you didn't know much about Loki. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I got to show you Triple X. Oh, you mentioned. Yeah, Triple X. Who is in that? It's Loki, Daniels, and Primetime Elix Skipper. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Many, I don't know much about either of the three of those guys. Because you right now. We saw that match with uh, America's Most Wanted and Triple X, but it was only it was only Skipper and Daniels in that. So That's right. Yeah, man. We got to. You got some research to do. <laughs> it's all right. But yeah, man, we'll figure out which ROH show to be. We're going to be doing a uh, watch along formal, post it everywhere. Make sure everybody gets to it. But that being said, man, 
Anything else from this match you want to talk about before we move on? Mm-mm. It had ECW feels too. Like oh yeah, just, definitely. It was it was like the cool thing. You could just yeah. kind of get that vibe. You know, this is something cool. Like you said, something new. It was awesome. in Philly too. Philly and in Philly. Yep, exactly. So it makes sense, but yeah, man, that's all we got for this week. So why you go ahead and plug your social media real quick? Where can they find you at? I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Instagram X N A B X two one nine, and I'm on the Twitter at Fat X Tony. Now, if you have any leads on a PS five on how to get one early, please let me know. I will pay you handsomely. <laughs> Yeah, get, get this man a PS5, please. I don't got no money for one, but get this please. man one. <laughs> please. My child that needs to uh it needs to play. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Burning Hammered. You can find my band Karma at Twitter and Instagram at Karma K-H-A-R-M-A-M-W-H-C. And if you're following us, by the time this is posted, which it should be tomorrow. You can go to our Instagram, Twitter, and find a link to a uh, test press contest. We're, we're giving away a test press. And uh, it's a it's wrestling related. I'll just say that much. You got to take a look for yourself. <laughs> Check it out. And you can also, well, pre-orders in it today, actually. But I think you could still find the merch for the pre-orders on our website. So just go. You'll find it. If, you'll see it if it's up there still. But yeah. Two new songs on Spotify. Yeah, two new songs on Spotify, and the record comes out on November 20th, which is what? What's today's date? That's 10 days from now. Let's go. That's, That's right, baby. I'm excited, man. But before I move too far, I'm talking about my band. We got to talk about the show we're talking, we're on right now. <laughs> so you can find this. Hey, you got your shit in. Yeah, I do got to get my shit in. Mr. GM, GMSI, Brian Cage right. is mine now. I'm taking the FTW <laughs> title too. Ted, you can't stop me. Ooh, Survive oh, if yeah. I let you. <laughs> stop the path of Jordan. Nobody. Who better? Nobody. <laughs> oh. Taking all the gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That's your gimmick. Is you steal other people's gimmicks. Mister, steal your gimmick. Which is kind of hey. what the young bucks were when they first started. <laughs> it was for sure. Which I love. Hey, <laughs> everything that's old becomes new again. Beautiful. <laughs> that, that's gonna be my theme song. You know how <laughs> Cody's has wrestling has more than one world family minus everything that was once old becomes new again they're like oh people like oh shit and then i come out to triple h is my time (laughs) yo jimmy hit him with a little bit of that jordan (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to listen to anybody (laughs) give this guy the pencil (laughs) give me the pencil but Take your pencils and write this down. You can find the Go Home Show on Twitter at the Go Home Pod and on Instagram at Go Home Pod and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Go Home Show. And you can email us at the Go Home Show Pod at gmail.com if you want to tell you tell Nick about your leads for the PS4s or whatever. <laughs> tell me your leads. Tell me how much you uh, are happy with our new president or how much you, yeah, whatever you want. Talk some shit. Yeah, do what you got to (laughs) do. But before we get out of here, I want to say RIP to King Von, Chicago, rising star. Unfortunately, got gunned down in Atlanta this weekend. But before we got out of here, I just wanted to mention that. And I'm going to throw King Von at the end of the uh, song at the end of the episode. Show some respect, RIP. He was a young man, only 26. 
It's unfortunate, man. Sad. Absolutely. But yeah, man, I hope everybody's being safe out there wearing their mask because coronavirus is very real still. <laughs> it's like 10K cases per day in Illinois right now, like new ones, which. Yeah, weren't they going to shut it back down too? <laughs> yeah, they did. There's like no indoor dining or anything out there. So. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, Indiana. Yeah, we're a red state, so we don't give a shit. Hey, yo, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you talking about wearing a mask and doing the right thing. And uh, Chico, huh, we're in the Walmart and we don't care. <laughs> hey, yo. Well, you should care. So help everybody's wearing a mask out there, being safe. Black Lives Matter. It's time to go home. She don't live that far. Say she left a person named Church. You know, want to play it. We can go that first. I bust the you. Put the plus spot. She live better. Park is getting dark. My clock on my lap. I'm just thinking smart. So she hopped out.